Welcome to your best riding life. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, you'll receive tips and strategies from experts in the riding and publishing industry to help boost your best riding life. Let's get started. Today, we're looking at the benefits of writing blog posts, and our industry expert is the blog manager for the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, and she's also the conference or a conference assistant. Her name, Heather Creaky. Along with those two roles, Heather is a novelist who is passionate about showing teens and young adults that they can trust God's plans for their lives, even through the darkest times. She is published on numerous blogs and in the Christian Writers Market Guide. She also teaches a writing class at her church. I'm so excited to have her here. Heather, welcome to your best writing life. Thanks, Linda. It's great to be here. All right. So we're going to look first at what you do. You're a blog manager. I mean, I've heard of managers of stores and stuff like that, right? But you're a blog manager. So what exactly does that entail? What do you do when you're behind the scenes for the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference website? Well, so on the blog, we post Monday through Friday. So every week I'm working with at least four different authors. They are sending me their posts. They try to get them in two weeks beforehand. And once I get them, I kind of go through them, see what they're about. We focus on writing, but, you know, I mean, everybody writes something different. It could be about nonfiction. It could be fiction. It could be writing blog posts. It could be anything to do with the writing industry or craft. So I sometimes I have to edit the titles a little bit. I have to create the meme for the cover of the post. I have to make sure that I have the author's bio and a headshot, do any formatting in the actual post, like bolding headings and stuff like that. And then I have to get the actual posts scheduled. I also put in any hashtags, a click to tweet, and any tags on the blog to make the posts easier to find through Google or on the website when you're searching for them. So it's not like you just do a little bit. There's a lot more to posting blog posts than just writing the post itself. There's a lot of background work that has to go on to make it be the best that it can be for the reader. So it sounds like you're pretty busy. Yeah, definitely. It, it takes some time each day to get it done. You want to make sure that each post is consistent with all the other posts and just to uphold the image of the blog itself and just to make it easy for readers to read. Oh, this is great. I go out to the blog and on occasion read it and I well, I subscribe. So it comes into my email box. If I want to read a little bit more, I click on it. It takes me out. I get what, five Five posts a week. Is that is that what we do? We have it come out Monday through Friday. Is that correct? Yep, Monday through Friday. On Wednesdays, we do right before conference time. We make sure that the posts are going to be posts about preparing for the conference. Oh, that's good. So that we're equipping, not just in the area of writing, but for the Blue Ridge Mountain Conference as well. So that's going to be coming up. So I'm excited and looking forward to that. Yep. Each Wednesday post will be about conference prepping. Okay. So each Wednesday post is about conference prepping and every post is about writing because that's what we're about with Blue Ridge. 
I'm going to have you share some blogging guidelines that any writer can use with just about any blog that's out there, especially if they're going to be a guest blogger for someone else's site. And they can even be like if their specialty is or their genre is nonfiction for parents and they happen to be a guest blogger on someone else's parenting blog. So let's look at some basics as to what someone would consider if they are wanting to become a guest blogger on someone else or yeah, a guest blogger on someone else's website. Should they consider their font? Should they consider how many words? What what is a good on average, unless it's stipulated, I guess, specifically by the blog owner? Yeah, I mean, so you're always going to want to double check with the blog owner, make sure that they don't have anything specific in terms of length or look that they want. Generally, um, anywhere from 500 to 900 words is kind of acceptable. Um, Font, New Roman Times, 12 point, double spaced, just to make it easier to read. Some places will edit for you. Other places want, you know, ready to post. So one of the things specifically for the Blue Ridge blog is that we don't use any images that would be provided by the authors. I create any images that go into the blog, and that's mainly for any copywriting issues and to keep the look of the blog cohesive. That's great, because you want everything to flow and to have that really the basic feel of the blog itself or of the website itself. And that would be for just about anyone's website that's out there. They may have colors that they prefer. And so if they do the detail work on it and you as the writer provide the content, then it makes it a, like you said, a cohesive blending of both areas of expertise. So this is good. What about when you say that you're asking for bio and headshots to use? There's something special that y'all asked for, and I noticed it on the guidelines, and I don't see everyone say this. I'm not sure if you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's making sure something specific about the headshot. That it'll work for six months to a year? I tell you, that is so good. Why is that important? Well, because you want your readers to be able to recognize you. You know, if we're posting your posts every month for six months to a year, even we don't want to be using a different headshot every single time because you want your authors to come to remember your name and your face together. That is really good. And I will tell you, my photographer, I drive him crazy because I've had hair of every length and color. I should almost have like one of those drop down things for my driver's license where it actually has little mini images of me because it's been like real tiny and spiky and maroon. And it's been, I mean, every color imaginable. It doesn't help that I do professional theater, but I do understand that you want to be recognized, especially if maybe you're going to attend a conference. And someone has read your blog post and they go, wow, I really want to meet this person. You don't want a photo that's years old that does not represent you well. Correct? Exactly. Okay. And so when we're looking at bios, 
I'm just going to ask you on this kind of little off the cuff here. So many writers do more than writing, and we can fill a page with our certifications, with where we write, with how many books we have, all of these things. What should someone consider when they're submitting a biography for a blog post? I think the most important thing is you want people to be able to find you. So you want to make sure that you put your Twitter handle or Facebook page or website, something that your readers can connect with you on so that if they're interested, then they can see your other things. You can also include a couple books, maybe your most recent book that you've published or a recent article. If you're an award winner, things like that can go in. Um, Maybe a most recent conference that you taught at or spoke at, things like that would go in. Okay. Especially, I guess, if you're writing a post and the post is content that might be from a particular book or a particular talk that that you have done. That way you can reference where the rest of the content is, especially if someone wants to find out more about you as the writer. And in particular, because remember, folks, this isn't on your own website. This is as a guest blogger. What do you want to provide those who may not be familiar with you, but you don't want to overwhelm the blog manager with so much content that they have to figure out what do I keep in or what do I take out? Have you ever had to go back to someone and say, I need less words than this? Most people keep their bios pretty slim, but there are a couple that are pretty long. (laughs) And it would be hard for you to say, okay, I'm going to keep this part and then I'm going to cut this part out. So it actually makes your work a little bit more challenging. For sure, because as the blog manager, I don't necessarily know what is the most important to you as an author that you want to make sure that you get across in addition to anything else that you sent in. And this is good to know because many websites today, though we may know the owner of the website, Maybe they're a fellow writer and we've met them at a conference, so we know them. And they're like, you know, I have this blog. I'd love for you to guest post for me. But what you send may not wind up in the owner's hand. It may go to someone, Heather, just like you. You know, I really don't know this person. I wasn't at that conference. So I just have to do with what I'm given. So guidelines are good. I know many times we're told, give us 50 words. And so I look at the 50 words that are most pertinent to that particular theme of the website. If it's about writing and for writers, then I make sure that whatever's in my bio is telling them, oh, Linda is valuable in this area. Linda knows what she's talking about because this is her background. Where if I was on a different topic, a non-writing blog, for instance, and it was on parenting, then I would talk more about, I founded Parenting Awesome Kids, and I've been working with parents for X amount of years, and such and such and such and such. Does that pretty much track with that? Yeah, definitely. The bios follow in line with the what you're actually writing about. You want to tailor it to the specific website that you're writing for. Perfect. That kind of cuts down on us saying, okay, what should I leave in? What should I take out? Okay, who's the audience I'm speaking to? I'm going to gear this to that audience. Good right. points. 
So what about when we look at the different topics on Blue Ridge, what are individuals going to find if they come to the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference blog post? What are they going to get there? We could be talking about fiction. We could be talking about nonfiction. We could be talking about finding a publisher, doing an interview, anything to do with the craft or the industry of writing is what you're going to find on that website. We also do a lot of, like I was talking about earlier on Wednesdays, the conference preparation posts too. Everyone is going to benefit. If you're a writer, you're going to benefit from every single post that you find on the Blue Ridge site. I'm actually scrolling through some of the posts that I'm looking at right now, or I'm actually on the site, so I'm scrolling through some of the posts. And here's one that says, don't pitch a fit when writing. I love that. Let me see. I'm going to I'm going to open it up because I want to find out a little bit more and there's a lot of comments that we're getting on these as well. Without a doubt my favorite saying was you get what you get and you don't pitch a fit from Lynn Blackburn and she's written in here I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm prone to pitching a fit when I don't get what I want. And I haven't been getting what I want a lot lately. I don't think I'm alone in this. For most of us, 2020 isn't going to go down as the year when all our dreams came true. You're offering your readers things that are happening right now. I mean, it's not just how to write. It's for the life of the writer. How writers can feel so alone in their writing and they can get discouraged in their writing, but you're offering them more than just the how-tos. This is something for us to remember as well, because we are Christian writers that we need to anchor ourselves in the word. And I think that's where Lynn goes with this particular post. And the power of writing prompts, discover your writing strengths and weaknesses through a paid critique and the value that comes through that. These are excellent a writer turned speaker. So if you want to be a speaker, you're going to find out more information there as well. So this is really good. What else would you like our listeners to know about writing blogs or writing blog posts as a guest? Is there something that you found you really enjoy reading more than others or additional tips you might want to give us? Well, I mean, I really enjoy reading posts like Lynn's, posts about what it's like to be a writer, just to know that you're not alone, because writing can get lonely sometimes. And it's just good to know that other people are going through the same things as you. All of our Blue Ridge blog authors are great. They're great to work with. They write awesome stuff, whether it's writing tips writing industry tips or whether it's coming at it from just what it's like to be a writer. Okay. It it is really fun to actually in posting them all, I get to read them all. So that is really a fun part of the job. That's good. Do you ever sit down and start taking notes on it? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'd get distracted a little bit. Wait, what what did she say? Well, I'm going to take notes on that. And then I go, I did post it, right? I can't remember. Right. Oh, that's a really good point. Wait, did I actually do that? (laughs) (laughs) We can utilize a lot of what is written down in a post 
I think there's a place for the written word of blog posts, just as it's the same as the audio word of a podcast. So we have the podcast going on. Those that are listening, they're going to hear what it is that we're having to say. And please know, we're going to have stuff in the show notes for you. So we'll make sure that you've got some content that you can go back to and look at if you're not in a place where you can write it down, because most of the podcasts are being listened to while someone is on the go, Heather, whereas opposed to when we're looking at the blog post, that's the written words. And it does give us an opportunity as well to tweet some of the content of the blog post and more and more websites are using this ability. Tell us when a writer sends in, when the author sends in their content, do they tell you this would be a good tweetable thing or do you look at it and you pull that out yourself? I look at it and I pull that out. Um, Usually what we do is we do a click to tweet with the author's name, the title of the blog, and then the at Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference. So BRMCWC. And that's every time that one of their posts goes live, you do the click to tweet in the middle of their blog. And what can happen is if I'm reading it and I like it a lot, I can do the same. You've made it easy for me as a reader to pass it on to other people that I know through Twitter. Absolutely. And then I can also share it through the social media links that you have available there as well. Yeah, makes it very user-friendly, I think. Yeah, we try. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been interested in writing? Because I know you do some writing yourself. It was probably when I was in fourth grade. We had to rewrite a fable. And I wrote about the duck who liked pizza instead of the fox and the grapes. So, all right. <laughs> this is good. I love the imagination that's working here. Yeah. So, ever since then, I've really liked writing and I've been working on novels. <laughs> hey, those will get picked up and they'll go out there. And I know that you have a passion for young people as well. I mean, yeah. you're, you're a young person yourself. And so, I really love your enthusiasm and your transparency and your authenticity. I think that that's important today. We need that more than ever for people to hear us and see us exactly where we are and not to think that as writers, we have to be perfect or we have to write perfect. I know that that's one of the guidelines as well is that you're not as picky on the word count, just knowing that the readers don't often read long blog posts and they don't usually read long bios, which we talked about already, you know, kind of make them short and sweet and to the point. And with your writing that you've done now, do you also, did you say that you write for another blog as well? Um, I've written for almost an author. I wrote for a friend of mine's blog post and I write monthly for Blue Ridge. Okay. With that writing, how does that help in honing your writing skill itself? Every time I go through the process, I think I get a little bit better because I'm practicing. You know, I'm, I'm writing, I'm editing, I'm using the creative process. I'm sending it to a critique partner. They are sending back their ideas Every time that I put fingers to keyboard, it it helps. 
So who can submit to Blue Ridge? Yeah, we accept submissions from anybody, really. As long as the post is focused on writing, we can sub- we'll take from anybody. Perfect. What is that process? Where do they go to submit a proposal to you or do they query you or how do, how do you want them to do that? So I am always looking for guest posts. All they have to do is email me at heather at heathercreeky.com. And I'm sure you can put that in yes, the show notes. That'll be, that will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all they have to do with uh, the subject line blog post query let me know that you're interested and I will send out the guidelines and then we go from there. How often do you accept? I mean, if someone say I'm like, I write on personalities, which I do, I have several books out on personalities. And if I wanted to offer you some blog posts dealing with personalities of the writer, personalities of the writer's spouse, all of this, And I said, Heather, hey, I have a series I'd love to offer you. Is that something that you would look at as well? You know, that could be, you could post it periodically. Is that something of interest? Yeah, that is something that we could do. Um, I could just, you know, look at the schedule and we could fit that in. Um, Usually if there is a fifth day in the month, like a fifth Monday, That is definitely when I need guest posts or, I mean, you know, it also happens sometimes that something comes up for an author who is a regular contributor, you know, for some reason, some emergency happened and they can't, they can't submit something for the current month. So I can use a guest post then. I would rather use a fresh post to keep something new on the blog than go back and repost something that we used a year ago or six months ago. So I'm always looking for guest posts so that we can keep the content fresh and relevant. What's going on now? Oh, this is good because I can send you a few things and you can say, hey, we're going to use them. I just don't have a date yet. And then do you let us know when they're going to be coming out? Or is it like a surprise that someone says, hey, I saw your post on Blue Ridge. (laughs) I'll usually email the author and let them know, hey, you know, your post is going up tomorrow just to let you know, especially too, because we like our authors to respond to comments. A lot of people who run blogs would like the author to respond to their comments. And that keeps that interaction with interaction. They're also finding the readers that again, they're not on my personal website. These are readers from another location who are going to want to seek me out. If I write a post that piques their interest. So they're going to do that with every author that you have. And they're going to say, hey, is this someone I want to engage with? And so the more that we engage with comments and actually have something in that post that says, hey, check this out, or let me know if you want to find out more about this, then that engagement really is something that can promote our own website, our own speaking, our writing. And it can just, you know, just have a domino effect based off of one post that you write for someone else's blog. That's like that sweet hidden area of marketing that if we can do something one time and then we have more impact off of that one writing is a good, it's a good, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Do their posts have to be original? Can you utilize reposts from other locations? How does that work? We do take reposts. We don't need first rights. 
but we do ask that the posts be older than six months because sometimes with Google and copyright laws and stuff, the internet might flag something. So we just ask that they are older than six months. Right. So we'll make sure that we have all of the show notes. So if you are interested in writing to writers, the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference website is a perfect place for you to get your feet wet, for you to make an invaluable gift available to your readers. And every reader needs to unwrap what it is that you have written in your post. Why not take advantage of it? You know, I, I think God blesses us when we choose to bless others. And that's what all of the authors on the Blue Ridge blog site do is they bless others with their knowledge. And from that, it's just a trickle down effect as to how it impacts future readers of those that are actually even reading the blog, because they'll get tips and insight that they'll utilize in their own stuff. And it will grow their own writing community as well. Any last thoughts that you have for us before we close this out today? Like I said, you know, I'm always looking for guest posts. So if you're interested, just send me an email and we'll get going. It'll be great. Okay, folks, you heard it. This is for the blueridgeconference.com forward slash blog. Go take a look at it. I'll say it again, blueridgeconference.com forward slash blog. Take a look at what's out there already and ask yourself, can I offer something that would fit what it is that they currently have? And if you can, please don't hesitate. Find Heather's information in our show notes and send her that email. Say, hey, you know what? I may have content for the Blue Ridge blog. I'd love to be able to talk it over with you and Heather will get back with you. So this would be great. So Heather, you have been awesome. Thank you so much. I know you're more behind the scene gal, but you did a great job today. Thank you for being here and giving us some insight that not all of us get who are just on the, the front end side of, of writing the blog. It's good to hear what's going on on the backside. Thank you, Linda. It was great to be here. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> and folks, when you check out the show notes, Make sure that you download the Fresh Off the Press monthly writing tips and soul care for writers download. We have that. It changes every single month. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment to subscribe. Give us a rating if you would, and reviews are always welcome because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being with you here next time on Your Best Writing Life.